In the name of the Father, and the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the fourth Sunday of the blessed month of Abib, and the reading today is from the book of St. John, chapter 11, verses 1 through 45, and it's about raising Lazarus from the dead. Our Lord Jesus Christ knew about Lazarus, that he is dead. And when he knew that he was sick, he delayed a few more days. He wanted to make sure that he is dead in the way we understand death. But our Lord Jesus Christ, when he presented death to his disciples, he said, our friend Lazarus is asleep and I will go to wake him up. So they thought that he was asleep like every time we take a nap or sleeping, he will get well, he will get up on his own. But he said, in your vocabulary, our friend Lazarus is dead. So we saw death, but also we saw the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ when he said, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. So death no more when there is life, who granted life, so many people wondered at this miracle of our Lord Jesus Christ of raising people from the dead. Let me read to you one of the fathers, St. Augustine. He was saying, Among all the miracles wrought by our Lord Jesus Christ, the resurrection of Lazarus holds a foremost place in preaching. But if we consider attentively who did it, our duty is to rejoice rather than to wonder. A man was raised up by him who made man, for he is the only one of the Father by whom, as you know, all things were made. And if all things were made by him, what wonder is it that one was raised by him? When so many are daily brought into the world by his power, it is a greater deed to create men than to raise them again from the dead. He is the creator. So raising one from the dead was made by him. So we ought to wonder, or not to wonder, because he's the creator, first of all. He made man. So which is harder, basically, to create or to raise the creation from the dead? It's to create. To bring to, be, to bring to to being, that's harder. He's the Lord who created us, so it was not hard for him to raise Lazarus from the dead. Not only that, even the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ Himself, He is the life. He cannot die. Yes, He died in the flesh. He took the flesh to die. To he tasted death on the cross in the flesh. Tasted death in the flesh. But his div divine nature never dies. Never. He is the life himself. He's the life himself. So the Father was saying, there is no miracle in the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Actually, the miracle, they said, in his death. How you make life to die. How to make God, man, to die, to taste death. That's the miracle of dying. To make God die in the flesh. But he is a resurrection. 
So the miracle is to make him die, not to rise from the dead. That's point number one. The second thing we learn from this story of raising Lazarus from the dead, there's always a part that's for us to do and a part God would do. We can't wait for God to do everything. Because if you wait for God to do everything, you see he raised, before raising Lazarus from the dead, he said, move the stone away. Roll the stone away. Do something, basically. Do something. I will tell you a funny story about God can reveal himself in different ways. You can't wait for God to appear to you to do certain things. You wait for him to do certain things for you. This story says that a man was on a ship and this ship sank. So he was saved, but not saved. He, he survived a few hours hanging on some planks. And then uh, some boats nearby saw him. And they said, uh, let us, uh, throwing something to help you get to us. He said, no, 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 don't, don't worry. Uh, God will help me. Don't worry, just go your way. Then he saw a helicopter passing by, dropping down a, a rope to him and say, come on, hang in there and we'll get you out of this. He said, no, 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 don't worry. Just go your way. God is, I'm waiting for God to help me and to save me. A big ship passed by him. They saw him struggling and drowning and he said, come on, we'll help you get out. He said, no, 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 go, go, go. I'm waiting for God to help me. I believe in God and God will help me. I will survive. Well, he died. Then when he went to see God, he blamed God. He said, God, I was waiting for you to save me. He said, well, didn't I send you a boat? Didn't I send you a helicopter? Then I see the big, big ship. Why you ignore all these? So the idea was God can use different means, different ways of getting to us. We can't wait and say, I'm waiting for God to appear to me and tell me like in all days when he talked to Moses and all of that. God uses his creation Look how Jonah was saved. How did he save him? By being swallowed up by the big whale. Whale that, that can he eat him up became means of safety and deliverance to Jonah. So the means God can make different ways like um, uh, the, 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 uh, Daniel and, and, uh, and Dan of uh, the lion's done. Lions will be a source of comfort to Daniel. Didn't eat him up. So don't worry about God. He can make fire like water. He can make lions like a cat. Like a nice pet. He can make snakes like nothing. 
He can open a way in the water for the Israelites to cross. He can change things. He's the creator of everything. And he has power to, to, change, to change the physics of any material, any subject. He can change it. He is the creator. He can make water into wine. He can walk into water. He is. He made everything. So our limited mind, always waiting for God to do certain things, has to do with physics and the nature and everything has to fall into place with follows Newton's law, not God's law. But God is still waiting for you to do Newton's law. Whatever makes sense to you, just do it. And leave the things that does not make sense to you, to God. We never heard of someone who is dead four days to rise. Yeah, that's God's part. What's my part? Just roll the stone away. That's my part. I'll ask the question. God, you were able to raise Lazarus from the dead. How hard is it to say to the stone, just get away? Or bring Lazarus through the stone? You have power. Yes, I do. But I'm still waiting for you to do your part. What you can do. Our Lord in the, in the wedding of Cana of Galilee changed water into wine. But before he did that, he tested the servants to see if, they, if their logic follows or obey, fill the pots with water. All right. If they said no, God, yes, he could have created wine from nothing. But he said, fill the pots with water. And he said, start giving out this wine. Do something. So there's, there's a human part that we have to do. We have to pray. We have to ask. And we have to get up and do certain things. Look at the Gideon. By 300 men, he was able to defeat people coming against him, 300,000. An army of 300,000. I'm not good with numbers, but probably is 300. It's a big number. But he was able to defeat his enemy with 300 men only. But God told him, gather, make an army. Go ahead and, and fight your enemy. He gathered a big number. And God says, no, this is too, too many, too many. Send, say whoever wants to go home, let him go home. And people start walking away. He said, God, why you said that? Now everybody's going home. They don't want to come and fight. He said, it's okay. It's okay. He said, okay, I'm lift up with like 100,000 or something. And 300 enemies, 300,000, my enemies. 100. He said, still too many. There's still too many. 15,000, still too many. Ended up with 300. He said, are you sure, God, 300? I will fight an army of 300,000. I said, the fight is mine. 
I don't want you to rely on the power of your might that you think your hand have saved you. If you win the war, you would think, oh, because I have a big number of uh, soldiers and uh, equipments. It's my might have saved me. My hand have saved me. So the Lord told him, no, 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 it's not you. I can work with the least number. 300 is fine. It's fine. Don't worry. Actually, those 300 never fought. They never went to, the, to fight actual, f the, the enemy killed each other. It was night. So they killed each other. God told him what to do. God is waiting for the, the least part that we can do. Don't sit and wait for God. Don't sit and say God will do everything. God will never do anything for you. If you don't get up and take actions, what you can do, what you can do. Look at last week's story, the blessing of the five loaves and two fish. When our Lord Jesus Christ asked the disciples, you give them something to eat. And they said, well, the three solutions they had, one, send the multitudes away. Send the multitudes away so they can may, may find food and, and, and lodge in the towns. No, you give them something to eat. What they said? They said, even if we have bring just bread alone, that's solution number two, that's weak. Just for 200 denarii, it won't be sufficient for such a number. So, solution number three, actually, to make it like, you know, it's impossible for, for God. What they said, we only have five loaves and two fish. I, I think the way they presented to our God, to our Lord Jesus, they were laughing. I said, come on, look what we have here. We said, send them away. You give them something to eat? Okay, we have five loaves and two fish. Bring them. Bring the five loaves and two fish. And he prayed, and he broke, and he gave his disciples, and his disciples gave to the people. 5,000 men, not including women and children, ate, and the leftover was more than what we started with. Twelve baskets. Twelve baskets left over. You started five loaves and two fish. That's like a brown bag. They will fit in a very small bag. And it ended up with feeding 5,000, not including women and children. And twelve baskets left over. So give me Newton's law here. How you make five loaves and two fish. Feed the multitude and end up having... 12 baskets, it does not make any sense to our mind. But again, God did his part, but he was waiting for my part or our human part. Bring him to me. Bring those five loaves and two fish to me. It's nothing. Just bring that nothing. Bring it. He can't say, no, you do everything. You feed the multitude. Let heaven rain manna again. No. What you have, I will bless. Even if it's nothing. If it is too little. I will bless it. I'll make it more abundant to you. I'll give it 
I will satisfy you with abundance. That's our Lord Jesus Christ. He's still waiting for the smallest thing. Don't say, I don't have. We have. We have. If you look at the blessings of our Lord Jesus Christ in your life, everybody have. We can't say, I don't have. Yes, you don't have maybe in comparison with other people. You say, they have so much. I have this little, I have nothing. And you look at this little as nothing. We have a lot. And with God, God can bless it. Look at this woman, the widow, who offered everything she had. The two mites, the two pennies. That's everything. And God says, she gave more than anybody. More? What are you talking about? What's more? Two pennies are more than everybody else. Because she has given everything. She had. She gave what? The hundred percent. Everyone gave maybe hundreds of dollars. But that was a fraction of what they have. But she gave hundred percent. We need to rely more and live by faith. By faith. Because we can't live with our Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says without faith, you cannot please Him. Without faith, you can't please Him. You only live by faith with our Lord Jesus Christ. And glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.